Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Healers podcast. Uh, for those who are new, my name is Morgan. I am the host. Thank you for joining. Welcome to a podcast that's all about health and wellness. There's so many out there, so I'm glad you could pick mine. Um, hopefully you enjoy it. We are going to be talking about a topic known as the authentic self. <laughs> you probably are rolling your eyes, especially if you're in the health and wellness kind of arena. Everyone <laughs> uses this concept. I use it too. Um, but this authentic self, becoming the best version of yourself, um, reaching your full potential, you know, becoming self-actualized, you know, whatever the term is, it's becoming the best version of yourself or whatever. But for me, I'm going to, I want to talk about what I mean by it, because I know it's just a vague term that you probably see and then probably feel really shameful about when you're like, I'm doing everything I can and I still don't feel like the best version of myself. Um, so we're going to talk about what I mean by it and hopefully kind of walk you through how to maybe more tangibly or systematically get to that point instead of just throwing around this concept and then some of the mental health stuff that can come with it obviously again this is going to be it's a shorter episode than my normal ones and it's just to clarify kind of my perspective about it but definitely reach out if you have any other questions want to learn more about it or whatever else comes into your head i'd love to answer those questions so what is the authentic self i kind of just was a little talking about it and how people see it um it really comes from if you if you've in the health kind of arena like i was talking about you probably have heard of or know about maslow's hierarchy of needs and if you're unaware about what this is essentially you can look it up on google there's going to be a bunch of different pyramids that show up but essentially at the bottom or in general, we have all these different types of categories of needs. And at the bottom, usually there's like the physiological needs. So this is like your food, your water, your shelter, kind of your basic needs to survive. And then, you know, moving up, there's safety needs, like emotional, social belonging needs, and so on. And when you get to the top of the pyramid, that's kind of in quotes known as the self-actualization, where you reach your best potential, the best version of yourself. And I I definitely like this concept. I think there's things missing from the pyramid. And, you know, people, especially who are like in the social justice kind of lens, especially like when I'm learning in school and stuff, like. This concept is missing a lot. It's very, it can be very individualistic and it misses a lot of the systemic barriers that prevent people from moving up um, because a lot of what this theory is talking about is, you know, you can't reach your full potential if you don't meet your basic needs of like the food, water, shelter, the physiological needs, your safety needs, and so on. Um, so it's like, you can't actually self-actualize if you don't have those things, you know, and, and to an, a certain like extent, I agree with it. I mean, if, if I'm going to school and I'm, and maybe I don't have a place to live or, you know, I'm going without food for multiple days, like, of course that's going to be on my mind. Um, uh, but yeah, so I want, I won't go much farther into that, but I do just want to point that out that there is stuff missing, 
from this concept. And I just want to note that and be mindful as we talk about it. However, kind of moving on, this self-actualization, everything, you know, this becoming your best self, your most authentic self. For me, it looks a little different. And I like, I like those like more tangible goals like I can see it I can feel the change instead of just these hypotheticals these theory-based things so for me the authentic self and how I talk about it on my show and my social medias is more about becoming who you actually want to become because I think society can place a lot of expectations on you know what a female should be what what this person should do and you know whatever And sometimes that's not actually what you want to do, but what people are telling you, you should be doing. So let's talk about this. And like, I I have a post about it too on my Instagram, probably from like a year ago, I think. But I want to, if you want to follow along on that, I'll also post about it again. So you can, but I I created a visual. So hopefully as I'm explaining this, you can see it. Um, Let's see. It's from... October 31st of 2022. So yeah, about a year ago. So the authentic self, like I said, is becoming who you actually want to become. And essentially, I think about this term congruency for the authentic self. And in general, not just in psych, but in general, congruency is about two different things, whatever those two different things are, coming together almost as one or becoming one. And in psychology, there are in this like humanistic kind of orientation, and I'm not going to go far into that because that's a whole other topic too. Uh, humanism basically is just the idea of, again, becoming self-actualized, use, utilizing like your strengths or the client's strengths to move them in a more positive direction, uh, values, goals, all those things that I also care about. Anyways, uh, in psychology, we have two different parts to us, according to this orientation. There's this perceived self, who we are right in this moment. So who is Morgan talking to right now? What am I doing in my life? How do I behave in my life? Um, what am I coming to the table with? Uh, who am I? And how do people perceive me? As I talk to you, how do you how do you visualize me? How do you see me? What are your interpretations about me? Everything in this current moment. That's your that's like this one part of yourself. And then there's like this idealized self. And then going back to the perceived self, it's also how you view yourself too. So obviously it's not always just about how we view each other and not mattering, but also how you view yourself. So again, that's like the first portion. The second one is this idealized self. And this is maybe if we're congruent, right, they're overlapping and maybe we're already this. But if they're not congruent or incongruent, this is your idealized self that we, the person that we want to be in the future. So we're working towards it. Maybe we haven't started yet. Maybe we are started or maybe we are already there. This is exactly what I want to be. This is exactly who I wanted to become. Uh, This is the future self, the idealized self, where we want to be maybe in the next 5, 10, 20, 50 years, whoever or wherever. I don't know. Um, But when I, you know, when I speak to my clients about this topic of congruency, 
this is what makes me think of the authentic self. Because I'll ask them, you know, where do you see yourselves in this current moment? How do you interpret your behaviors? And this is not just on their own. This could be, how do you see yourself at work? How do you see yourself in your current relationships? What about like your religion? How about just your health in general, right? It's all these different categories that are all obviously relevant. It could be financial too. I know I've talked about that before in other shows, but um, all different realms. Where are you in this current moment? And this idealized self is like the goal-oriented um, version, right? Where do we want to become in these different areas of our life? How do they intertwine with each other? How do they impact each other? And what can we do to start taking steps to get to that idealized, you know, version of ourselves. Are we already there? Are we not already there? Are we moving in the right direction towards it? Are we moving completely away from it? Um, I love visualizing the authentic self as this congruency topic. Um, so if you think of like, I, I have it on the post I was talking about, but essentially I made it two different kind of circles, right? One of them is this who we are, the current perceived self, and then the idealized self, the future self. And if they're totally apart from each other, right, that's not congruent. Who we are right now is not at all overlapping with who we want to become. And, you know, maybe the idealized self used to be someone we didn't want to become, so that could be a good thing. But more often than not, if we have an idea or a sense of, you know, I want to be here. I want all these different things. I want this in my life. I want to be like this person, or I want to interact in this way with this person, or be at this level in career, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, and your current self is not overlapping at all, then we got some issues. Maybe not like a extreme issue, but I think there could be, I always talk about when there's this like separation between the two, there's like anxiety, right? There's this tension. They're like a magnet almost. When you pull them away, there's going to be some tension. And for me, I'm like, when we're not following the values, our interests, our goals in life, it's going to upset us, right? Maybe we want to be here, but we're not. And so it's creating some friction in our lives. So my lens, especially when I work with clients, is your idealized self is over here and you're here. What are steps that we can take to move you in the right direction? Especially when I've worked with like offenders in the past, you know, it's like still honoring and making sure that they acknowledge what they did and the harm that they've caused to other people. But also how do we reintegrate these people to be, you know, effective citizens, not harm anyone, not cause violence again. And how do we move them toward this idealized self? And so, yeah, that's just kind of how I see clients. That's how I see them um, when I'm working with them in sessions, how I even see myself, you know, what are my goals? Are they aligning with the person I want to become in five to 10 years or whatnot? And if they're not, what, what do I need to pull? What do I not need to be doing in my life? Cause it's not overlapping with things that I appreciate the values I have. Um, I always talk about like, for example, if, I wanted to become a massage therapist, right? If that was like my end goal, am I doing the things I need to be doing to get to that point, right? Am I doing the trainings? Maybe if I don't have like the money to do so, maybe 
maybe I can like network with people or like view people who are already massage therapists, right? Like all these different things. Am I aligning my actions to the things I want to be doing? And just, and that comes with some self-reflection, some self-awareness. If it's, you know, you're trying to change the way you interact with your spouse, right? If there's a lot of anger, how do you visualize a normal conversation with your spouse? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And what are some steps that both of you or one of you or you specifically, if I'm working with you, what are steps that we can take in order to get you to that point? Obviously, we can't change the other person, but we can control the things and the behaviors that we are doing to acknowledge and accept our actions moving forward and hopefully moving us in the right direction. And I always got to bring it to this too, because this, anytime we talk about uh, old version of ourselves, um, you know, when we're moving our current self towards our idealized self, there will always, 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 always be a grief process. I don't know how long it'll be because it's, the timelines are different for everyone, but this past version of you, It's never to villainize them or that version of you because I always talk about it's, it was at one point protective, right? There was one point and let's bring it to offenders too. Cause I, I just think we need to talk about more forensic stuff too, but this past version of this person never saying obviously that what they did was great or good or whatever. But it protected them to some extent. You know, they learned, they were modeled these things, they experienced things, and they had to act this way in order to survive whatever environment they were in. Maybe it was, um, you know, substance use, maybe it was abuse, whatever the case is. Doesn't mean we can't let it go or acknowledge that it's not helpful or it wasn't helpful, never was helpful. Or, you know, maybe this past version, you know, it was helpful to some extent, not necessarily with the criminal actions, but maybe it was helpful. Maybe it was protective. And that's how you survived your childhood. Who knows? But as we enter the new world or we start to move in the direction of becoming this idealized self and bringing those two circles together, right? It doesn't just have to be career, right? It can just be any aspect of our life. When we're moving those two circles together, we still have to let go of this version of us because we want to become this idealized version, right? And hopefully that's a great kind of person we want to become. But along the way, we may lose friends. We may lose partners, maybe even family members who accepted this old version of us that maybe they don't want to accept anymore. So there's going to be some grief. There has to be some grief. And if we don't acknowledge that, there will always be that like I was talking about earlier, the magnetic, that anxiety, that tension, there will always be that. We won't be able to process that until we bring it close together and process those emotions. And until we do that, we're always going to hold on to the what ifs. Like if I didn't change or, you know, this would have happened. I, you're going to go back into those old habits that set in because they're comfortable. And yes, they were, you know, probably protective for you and they feel safe. They were safe. It's not going to be congruent. It's not going to be helpful in moving towards this idealized self and what you actually want to become. So again, this is my idea 
of the authentic self. It's a grief process. It's this humanistic meeting your own needs, self-awareness process, understanding what you, the listener, wants from your life. Again, very individualistic kind of thought concept. So I'm just acknowledging that. Um, and there's obviously systemic stuff that can like hamper us from moving forward sometimes to our idealized self. However, just know that there will be this this whole mess of emotions that happens. And specifically working with like a mental health provider, practitioner, coach, psychologist, therapist, counselor, whoever can be helpful for this. Um, so when you hear this, whether it's on social media, like TikTok, Instagram, whatever, LinkedIn, or me from me, because I know I say it a lot. When I talk about the authentic self, it could be very different from a bunch of different people. Um, I'm taking it more of this humanistic kind of approach, lens. Yes, moving people to their self-actualized self, but it's about what does that look like for you? What does that look like in conjunction, I guess, with your values, your needs? Does it resonate with you or is it someone else's? And how do we move through this process of letting go something that did feel safe, did was comforting for us, that probably did protect us. And how do we come out of that so we are not holding on to the past and these habits and things to become this, quote, greater version of us, the self-actualized version of ourselves, when actually it's just lining your behaviors, your current behaviors with who you want to become, um, so hopefully they overlap, right? They become congruent and they are now one. So who you are right now, your perceived self in this current moment is exactly who you maybe have dreamt of, your goal was. And they overlap and hopefully there's not as much tension. So big overview of this topic. Um, I know it's everywhere, but hopefully this is something you resonate with, something that's a little more tangible that you can maybe visualize. Again, I like... I have that post with the circles on it. I'll repost it. But yeah, that's my concept. Or it's not my concept, but that's my interpretation of the concept. Um, again, it's kind of from Carl Rogers. It's kind of from, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed it. Um, let me know, as always, if you have any questions, if you have any um, more clarifying points that you need explanation on. I'm happy to uh, respond to you all. Again, if there's a topic or something that you have in mind that you want to learn more about, let me know. I'd love to make an episode or a post for you. And yeah, check out the new Holistic Healers, I guess, guest episodes coming up this, this month. Um, but hopefully you all enjoy the rest of your day, your week, your evening, afternoon, you know, whatever time it is you're listening to this. Thank you all for joining and I will talk to you all soon next month. Bye.